This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hi everyone, welcome to Vent Time with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode of Living Single series. Um, before we dive into the episode, I want to make sure I welcome old listeners. Thank you so much for continuous um, support and welcome new listeners. Thank you for giving my podcast a chance. Out of all podcasts out there, you chose my podcast to listen to today. So thank you so much. And guys, we do have a website. You can go check out our website, uh, ventimewithconnypodcast.com. Go check it out. We do have merch product that you can buy from. And um, just go over the website. There's a lot for you to explore on, okay? All right. Today, um, I also want to remind you guys, uh, we already started a live show on Facebook. So the next live show will be premiered July 25th. That will be next week, Saturday. So guys, come learn a lot about business, creating business, how to even sustain your existing business. That live show is well informative and you do not want to miss it. It premieres bi-weekly Saturday at 2.30 p.m. So come support, okay? All right, today's episode. This is a new episode of Living Single Series, like I said earlier on. This series, for those that are new, that don't know what the series is all about, this series touched based on topics pertaining to single life and ways single ladies and gentlemen can navigate life when choosing partners. In the future, I hope to invite guests to share life experience and lessons. If you're interested in being a guest, make sure you send me email at yahoo.com. Okay, so I can um, bring you bring you on on the show. Okay, because I like to bring in guests. So, as a single lady. Oh man, you look for a partner who compliments you, aligned with your value, or does not judge based on your past. But have you ever asked yourself this? Do I have any unfinished business within me that needs to be addressed? Well, this episode we will deep deeper in the importance of healing first before starting a new relationship. Today I have a, a guest. She's an international best-selling author, certified life coach for teens and adults, board certified through the American Association of Drugless Practitioners, as founder and CEO of Life Joy Your Way and Authentic Me Rise Up program. A mother of five, yes, she is a mother of five, that's a lot of kids, and a woman that loves helping people deal with stress and anxiety in a certain times. I'm talking about Carmeny Wood, Hi, Miss Kamini. How are you doing today? Hi, Connie. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you for coming to Ventan with Connie podcast. So you are a mother of five. Like, I'm wondering, when I was reading, I was like, what? How is she juggling being a mother of five children and also being a CEO? Like, how do you do it? Well, the truth of the matter is they're not all five young children anymore. Uh, oh, my oldest okay. is about my oldest is about to turn 19 and my youngest is seven. Oh, okay. So, so it's not that I'm, I'm having to juggle little children. Um, oh, okay. But having said that, um, it, it is, it is, it's, 
it's challenging at times for sure when everybody mm-hmm. has has their own their mm-hmm. own needs wants desires and requests and also trying to manage what i'm doing for my own self as well as for my business it it can have its moments where it's challenging but that's when uh you know slowing it down taking things piece by piece moment by moment are important just yes. so that the overwhelm doesn't take over Oh, okay. That's good. I mean, you know how to balance it. And thank God your kids are a little bit grown now. So that's much better. Because little kids, those little kids, oh, they can be a handful. <laughs> you know, what's funny is sometimes those teenagers can be a handful too. <laughs> that's true. With their, like their mood swings, you know, some exactly. days they don't want to talk. Some days they do want to talk. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's just um, dive right into the topic of today because we have a lot to talk about. So why is it important? Um, the topic of today is um, healing from within. Why is it important for people to heal first before diving into a new relationship? So I am, I'm passionate about, and my coaching that I do is really centered on healing that relationship with yourself. And the reason why it is so important to heal yourself first and to come into a relationship from a whole being is because when we start looking to somebody else to either fill the gaps or to make us feel complete, Mm -hmm. that's when either codependency can set in or that is the breeding ground for toxic dynamics to begin. Or we also just tend to lose our own identity. And it's just really important to be able, when we are entering into a relationship, to really be able to self-source our own value Mm -hmm. and to be really able to identify what our core gifts are and what our values are so that we don't, we don't, think that we have to define it by somebody else. It's when we start living externally or living to those external validations or ex- living to external expectations, again, that, go- that ends up with this breeding ground of either toxicity or this unhealthy dynamic, which a lot of times ends up leading to either conflict in the relationship or the, the end of the relationship. Yes, you are absolutely right. Coming out of a a very terrible relationship, you experience heartbreak. Because sometimes those heartbreaks seems like you would never recover from it, you know? And then getting out of there and you're thinking, nah, I don't think I need time for myself to heal. And then you, let's say, fall in love with someone else and started a new relationship. And you think you already have all those, you know, left behind you. Then a lot of triggers do happen. Like, let's say, the current guy you're dating, just trigger, do something that might be similar to what your ex did to you. And then you were triggered by that. And then you started reacting a different way that sometimes could be out of character. And then so if someone doesn't call that out for you, some people don't even know they are doing this. I mean, let's say their current boyfriend would be like, what's going on? Like, I'm not your ex, you know? So right. how do people recover from that heartbreak? Like, do you think they need a lot of time to, to themselves to get rid of those pens? Um, before going in to another one? So it's interesting. I don't think that there's a time, like a specific time that it takes to recover. I think each person is individual. And it, and I love that you brought this up because I'm actually I'm actually certified in a, in a process called conscious uncoupling, which is 
the healing of the heartbreak after a relationship doesn't work out. Yes. And really what it, what it is dependent upon is, you know, being able to evaluate, you know, your part in the dynamic of the relationship that didn't work out. Yes. And it doesn't mean, and it's, and it's important to recognize that, you know, sometimes when we're in, for instance, abusive relationships, it's not saying that you were responsible for the abuse, but it's being able to back up and just understand how, how you showed up in the relationship. What ways did you show up that would have contributed to a certain dynamic that didn't work for you or that, you know, ended in the end of the relationship? Yes. Because when we aren't willing to take ownership and we aren't really willing to start looking at that, we don't shift. And so then what I hear routinely from people is I keep repeating the same mistake. I keep dating the wrong guy. You know, I can't find the right girl because every single one seems to have the same problem. Mm -hmm. And it's because we haven't shifted our mindset and mm -hmm. also we haven't healed ourselves and we haven't, a lot of times we're looking outside of ourselves for somebody to complete us. You know, there's that great movie, Jerry Maguire, and there's a, you know, beautifully romantic statement where he says to her, um, or the, the statement in the movie is you complete me. And, you know, everybody swoons when they hear that statement. But the truth of the matter is, is we need to complete ourselves yes. and then enter into a relationship as, you know, an equal partner with that person. When we look to them to complete us, that's when we are setting ourselves up for some, some issues down the road. <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm glad you say something about um, your mindset, right? You having to, you have to be mindful um, and evaluate that past relationship honestly because nobody can tell you to, the truth more than yourself because you know what you did in that relationship. I believe in every relationship that ends, some part of the blame, you should share some part of it. You know, it's just not your ex that was this terrible person completely that ruined the relationship. There's something that you did, maybe it could be subconsciously, that could mm -hmm. contribute to the demise of that relationship is actually you being truthful to yourself. So do you think mindfulness is required in that process? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's about being slowing down and, and asking yourself those powerful questions of what, you know, for instance, what was my 3%? Let's say that my partner was 97% at fault for this entire demise of this relationship. What 3%, how did I show up? What, how did I communicate, for instance? Did I have boundaries? Did I, um, you know, was I, was I engaged emotionally? And really starting to slow it down and become present with how you were showing up. Not just in the, I'm not talking about just physically, I'm talking about emotionally and mentally. Yes. And when we can identify those things and really recognize the patterns that we had, from that place, it puts us in this position to be able to make the decision. And that's what my coaching is all about. You know, I, I routinely say awareness is the doorway to change. And then it's up to you to decide to walk through that doorway. So yes. in terms of relationship, it's to say, okay, I'm now aware that I showed up in this way in this relationship. Now, what, how do I want to decide to start shifting? How do I want to, start, how do I want to decide to start showing up? And then yes. setting those intentions for the new way of showing up and figuring out what belief patterns and behavior patterns need to start shifting in order to get and live out that new intention. Yes, that is so true. And also why we are, you know, evaluating some of the things we contributed to the demise of this relationship. 
um, we should also be kind to ourselves, right? There's a lot of people when they do this, they pick themselves apart. You know, start feeling like they're the worst people on earth. A lot of people go into depression. So for those that are prone to that, do you think they need self-compassion to go through this? Absolutely. And I think self-compassion is something that we have to, as a human race, we need to start figuring out ways to add it into our daily life. But especially when we are healing from heartbreak, self-compassion is such a huge component. And when I'm talking about self-compassion, it's really three prongs. One is exactly what you were just talking about, that inner critic or that judgment mode. Yes. It is it is slowing it down. And as soon as we start judging or criticizing or we hear that inner critic telling us that we, we were, were a terrible person because we did X, Y, or Z or we shouldn't have done this, we need to stop, take a breath, and recognize that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And yes. when we show up in our life, we are operating with the information we have in front of us. And, you know, as long as we can say to ourselves, okay, that didn't work out the way that I wanted it to work out. What did I learn from this situation? What can I take moving forward? And then figure out what the next best, the next best step forward is rather than going into that judgment mode. Because as soon as we step into that judgment mode, we're just in a spiral. You know, we're in this spiral neg of negativity and we, there's no growth there. It's just mm -hmm. all about, you know, what went wrong. And if the point of the whole, if, if, we're, if we're trying to heal from heartbreak, we have to be compassionate to ourselves and say, okay, I did the best I could with where I was at the time. This is what I've learned and this is how I can start moving forward. The yes. second part of it is recognizing that we're not alone, right? Yes. People have had similar experiences. There have been plenty of people who have faced heartbreak before. It's not to discount the experience you're having or to say that somebody knows exactly what you're going through, but they can relate to you. So it's recognizing that you're not alone and that you can ask for support and that you don't have to isolate yourself, which is a huge part when we are recovering from heartbreak is to not isolate ourselves or to not live in shame. You know, there's no shame in a relationship going bad. And when we do start to feel shame, we really need to find our support system and bring those items out of the darkness into the light and, and bring them out so we can, we can work through them mm -hmm. rather than hiding from them or um, avoiding them because eventually they just recycle and come back. Yes. And then that third prong of self-compassion, which we already talked about a little bit with mindfulness, and it's just really getting present in your moment. Meaning, you know, we spend, as humans, we spend a lot of time either trying to, we're, we're stuck in the past where we're trying to fix it or something, or we are future tripping where we're worrying about what's going to happen and trying to solve problems that haven't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. And so when we're compassionate to self, it's really getting present in our current moment where mm -hmm. we are just being here in the now, slowing down what I love, lovingly refer to as the monkey mind, right? All, settling down all those thoughts, getting quiet and just figuring out what the next best step forward is. Yes, that's true. I'm talking about, you mentioned about shame, right? Um, that's actually a very huge contributor in this um, process um, of healing. How does shame and guilt affect us from healing? Guilt and shame 100% keep us from healing because what it does is it, it, well, guilt is thinking that you've done something wrong and that makes you a bad person. And then shame yes. is about thinking that there's something wrong with you. And with both of those, it is virtually impossible to grow because we are shrinking away. We are, we are, um, we're uh, almost hiding 
from ourselves and from the world. And so they keep us from being able to take whatever's happened, figure out what we can learn from it, and then take our next best step forward. So that's why I say it is so important when we either feel guilty, you know, guilt is about thinking that you've done something wrong. So it's owning it, right? It's, it's not being a victim. It's saying, I shouldn't, I, you know, I, I, I hurt somebody and I own it and I'm going to apologize for my behavior. Shame is the bigger one where we really have to figure out who our, who our support system is, our trusted support system, right? Because as Brene Brown says, there's a lot of strength and vulnerability, but the other side of that coin is you don't need to be vulnerable with every single person in this world. It means figuring out the people that you trust and that you feel safe with. So it's getting, you know, being with those people and then bringing out into, out of the darkness, into the light, those things that we're starting to, that we do feel shame about and talking about it and working through it and saying, okay, what did I learn from this? What, what can I carry forward? You know, so we don't sit in this place of regret or feeling like we have to hide from the world or from ourselves. Yes, that is so true. Also vulnerable, like being vulnerable, right? You need that sometimes because I'm, I see myself as a vulnerable person. I need that sometimes to go through like this whole process of healing. What is your advice to those that, let's say they feel like they are not ready to go after or pursue a new relationship? Or during their, while they are getting to know the person, the new person, do you advise that they unpack some of their baggage or they let them know about their past? Or do you think they should just deal with it on their own and move on? They don't have to discuss that to their potential partner. So it's, that's an interesting question, actually, because I think it's going to be very, um, it's probably not a, a, an answer that works for every single person. I do think that when we, I, it's funny, I use the term don't do your healing in public. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, it, that's why I think it's so important to heal as your own, or heal the relationship with yourself first before yes. trying to enter into these other relationships. Mm-hmm. So that when you are in those relationships, it's, it's about when you're sharing with them, it's not something that's currently going on. You've worked through most of it and you're yes. merely giving information. And that's when, you know, um, that, that concept of compassionate communication comes into play where it's more, it comes from a place of when, you know, this X happens, I feel a certain way. And so, you know, I would need you know, and then identifying the needs and being able to request something of your, your new partner or this person that you're interested in. And so what I'm saying is, is that it's before entering into those relationships and dumping all of that baggage as you refer to, yeah. it's yeah. more about making sure that you're healed first so mm-hmm. that when you're, when you're giving that information to the other person, it's more information rather than you're looking to them to help heal. Yeah. Like for comfort kind of in a way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that could be a lot to them, though. Sometimes it will kind of scare them away. It's like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's why I say it's, it's, if you fully healed, the way that you communicated is probably not going to be as, it won't be as, quote unquote, um, uh, violent or harsh, right? Because if you've yes. already healed from it, you're able to talk about it with a loving tone almost, or at least yes. a, a more um, subdued tone where it doesn't make the other person feel like oh my gosh this is still a huge problem yes yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> that's true i mean learning how to you know be compassionate on, um, on ourselves be self-compassion be kind and mindful we also have to be our own self-leader so how do we become our own self-leader 
So self-leadership in my mind is, is the, the marrying, if you will, of three things, self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-compassion. Yes. And so we talked about self-compassion and self-esteem is obviously our belief in ourself. And then self-confidence is our belief in our ability to do things. And so when we really hone in and, and really value who we are and recognize that we don't have to live in the comparison world, right? We don't have to, to look at what we do or how we show up in comparison to anybody else and really understand that our uniqueness is actually the gift that this world needs. You know, the world doesn't need carbon copies. You know, we, the world needs unique individuals who have unique ideas and that's what keeps moving us forward as just a human race. And so when we can really hone in on that and we can really practice this concept of self-compassion and this concept that we are these, you know, spiritual beings having this human experience doing the best we can. So each, it's not about perfection. It's about evolving and growing right and and, and just the continuous growth of ourselves that's when we become our own self-leader and we can find it within us when something doesn't go the way that we wanted it to go we can learn from it we can move forward and it's it's this ever-evolving process that's true well um yeah for me what i will add um to this whole topic is that um everyone is different you know and uh and what i'm hearing from you um is that we should also we shouldn't put time on this. We shouldn't put a time limit on healing. Everyone's healing is different, and you shouldn't feel guilty if you got out of like you healed from a breakup more faster than the others. Because for me, I felt a little guilt where a lot of people like I got out of a three-year relationship and I was able to find someone within some months. And when I actually thought about it, I was like, wow, I, I feel bad. Is it like some people mourn three-year relationship for a year, you know, right. or even more right. than that. And I was like, is it that I didn't love that person? I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I moving on so quickly? But I think <laughs> we shouldn't be hard on ourselves. And the, the guy was also, he felt a little kind of a way. It's like, is it that you didn't love me like that? You move on so quickly? But and I'm looking at it, I was like, no, because me, I give all in everything that I do. I want to make sure I try everything. So when I got out of that relationship, I won't look back. Like, I feel like, okay, I've gave it all. I give it all, mm-hmm. you know, and I will learn from it and move. I don't like dwelling on it so much, you know. So mm-hmm. if you like me and you are feeling guilty that you are moving on so fast, everyone is different and everyone our healing process is different. So be kind to yourself. Everything will be all right, okay? This will align for you. <laughs> yes, yeah. 100%. 100%. Everybody is different and we all we all heal in different timelines, you know, and that's when we, that's when we let go of the shoulds, right? You know, yes. it's, it's, you, you, sh- you should, you know, heal for X amount of time. Well, no, you need to define it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, we have come to the end of this topic and, and this is what I usually like to do with my guests. I like to play a game. So I'll be playing a game with you today. It's called complete the phrase. This is how it goes. I will read a phrase and then it's like a, usually a num- uh, well-known phrase and then you will try to complete it with a word or maybe a phrase too. And I will, if you don't get it, I can give you a hint to some of them <laughs> to see if you can guess it. It's going to be a fun thing too. So are you ready for it? Okay. Let's see how I do with this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll try my best. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. So the first one, I'm going to give you an easy one. Okay. Actors are often told to break a 
leg. Dun dun, that's correct. Yay! <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. I would just have to turn over a new leaf. Yes. Oh, so you are doing great. Okay. <laughs> okay, he kicked the like when someone they say someone have kicked the bucket. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's correct. It's not that hard. Trust me, it's like something you already heard about already. So um okay, another one. Get it dash, man. Get it. Get it blank, man. Like when someone is, you know, acting up and you tell them, get it together, man. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> okay, the next one. She had a rough week, so let's cut her some. Say that again. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Okay, sorry. She had a rough week, so let's cut her some. Let's have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, when someone um feel like they are stressed already and people are just giving them a lot of trouble and then you are concerned for them are you telling those people that are disturbing them like please guys she she have a rough week like she'd be working herself so give, give her some slack yes that's true yes, yes. yes. okay and another one he got an answer straight from the dash mouth repeat that one i'm sorry okay he got an answer straight from the dash mouth. Uh, he got an answer straight from the uh, okay, let me give horse's mouth. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Like, because you won't get it right from the horse's mouth. You don't want to keep going. He say, she say, you know? Right, right, yeah. yes. <laughs> Another one. It's too late at night for me. I'm going to hit the back <laughs> i don't even think i know this one they say hit the say i say stack right hit, hit the bed hit the hit the sheets hit the no it's a hit the hay h-a-y hey yeah oh, i don't say that i'm sorry me too yeah. i don't even know that one <laughs> okay another one stick to your dash stick to your guns yes yes one stick to your guns when you're going after what you want mm -hmm. Okay, something uh, rare only happens once in a dash moon. In a blue moon? Yes, 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 that's correct. Someone who is having a tough time needs to hang in. Someone who's having a tough time needs to hand in. Like hang. Like, oh, hang in there. Yes, yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And the last one. Huh. I dash careless. I even know this one. Hmm. I even think I know this one. No, no, yeah, you should know this one. It's easy. I I I couldn't care less. Well, let's see. Let's try couldn't. Yes, that's true. Okay. You got almost everything correct. <laughs> you did you did a good job. I couldn't even I was like, is it should or couldn't? Oh yeah, but that one was correct. Well, thank you so much for coming. But before I let you go. Do you have any upcoming event or wherever you want us to people to get in contact with you? Yeah, so right now I am um, I'm working with people one on one. So if they are interested in possibly discussing relationship issues or healing from them, by all means, they can find me on the web at www.comedywood.com. 
or if they wanted to book a complimentary call just to discuss what's going on with them, they can go head over to chatwithcomedy.com and book a time right there online and we can have a, a little chat about what's happening for them and I'm happy to, to do that. Okay, that's good, guys. You heard her. And I will also have her website on the description of this podcast. You can get a direct link to that. So make sure you get in contact with her. If you are dealing with some heartbreak or some trauma, whatever it is, that you need someone to talk to, especially a life coach, make sure you get in contact with her. And thank you so much, Kamini, for joining us on this show. I did have fun recording this with you, and I hope you did too. Absolutely. I had a blast. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.